0: Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1. When dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured his seeing him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling and sprinkling the blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, Who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured, refusing to accept release And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. Lord, thank you once again for your word from Genesis to Revelation. Thank you for the power, the grace, the peace, the wisdom, the joy, the strength that's found in your word. And thank you for how that you minister these things mightily to our minds, body and spirit as we read and meditate on your word. Thank you again, Father, for the wonderful gift of your word. And thank you for the opportunity you give us to fellowship with you in your word every single day. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of grace that would cause us to have a longing every day more and more to fill our hearts and our minds with your word and empower each of us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. We thank you and we praise you and anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace that would empower us as parents and grandparents to be diligent about discipling our families and our children. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in prayer at this time. Hey, Father,
1: thank you so much for these opportunities that we have to walk in
0: faith. Thank you so much for uh, giving us ways to walk in your kingdom, to, to build your kingdom. Thank you so much for being so good. Father, I ask that you would bring to our remembrance, bring to our memory, bring to our minds all the times in the past where you've been faithful. And Father, I ask that we would dwell on those and that we'd lean on that. Whenever we face uncertain, uh, present moments, father, you're good. You've always been the good shepherd and a father has that we'd walk that out more and more in your holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family today on the broadcast. Uh, we're looking at the overall topic insights on discipleship, and we'll be sharing a number of articles that I've had the privilege of writing and placing on the AFA stand, On the AFA stand, if you'd like to get copies of articles that we've written or many others that are um, most of which are writers that are part of the staff of the American Family Association. But there are some guest writers as well. But blogs that deal with discipleship, uh, being faithful ambassadors for the kingdom of God and many other topics that would uh, be wise Christian education sort of topics that would help us to grow an understanding of how to live a life of faith in every area of life. Uh, If you'd like to get a copy of articles that we'll be sharing today, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be glad to share them with you. And keep in mind, remember, our encouragement is please, please do email us to get them because remember, they are tools to help you grow up in your faith, also tools to help uh, to disciple your family But tools you can share with fellow, uh, for co-workers on the job, fellow church members, extended family, saved and unsaved individuals as well. Please get them, use them for you and your family, and forward them to many others as the Lord leads. That's a very important thing. Now, if you listen on a regular basis, you may know that we pretty regularly are encouraging believers to pray Psalm 91 every single day. And let me say this. I want to continue to do that. And one of the very important reasons for that is because Psalm 91 is such a powerful and wonderful tool to both bless your physical health, but also for supernatural protection in this dangerous, crazy world. We're wise to be uh, seek to pray it absolutely every day. And so uh, I'm going to take time now to share an article entitled, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? And just so that you know, the article does contain the entire prayer based on Psalm 91 as well. So if you like to email to get the article, of course, you'll have the prayer within the article. Again, the title, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Again, Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Are you making it a priority to pray Psalm 91 every single day? If not, why not? A common response to this question may may be, well, I'm not a fanatic, and I don't see a need to pray this particular scripture every single day. Well, if that is you, I believe you'd be wise to change your mind and to begin to pray this prayer every day. We live in a crazy, dangerous world that includes spiritual warfare, raging Everywhere you go, we who are followers of Christ need to be warrior-minded in our approach to how we follow and live for Christ in this dangerous world. In times of war, you look at, perceive, and plan everything in your life very differently in almost every way than you would during peacetime. Your whole perspective needs to be different. Certain priorities are critical every day because because you are at war and you are living a life on and you're living life on a battlefield. Be being alert, making unwa- not being alert, making unwise decisions, moving without a sense of urgency. Any and all any and all of these actions in wartime can literally cause someone to get killed. Psalm ninety-one is a unique weapon in scripture that addresses many of the perils in life that any believer that any believer can face on any given day. Using this weapon daily helps us to be prepared for many of the attacks the enemy, the devil, may utilize consistently against us. Praying Psalm 91 daily helps us to mobilize the Holy Spirit and the angels of God to protect us and work on our behalf. Know this, in the dangerous and difficult world we live in, no one or nothing can protect you like God can. Make it a priority to pray Psalm 91 absolutely every single day. Now, before we pray the prayer, I want to mention that we're coming up on a break, and so we'll play pray Psalm 91 on the other side. But just a reminder, our encouragement to you is to pray Psalm 91 every single day over yourself and over your family. Because remember, in the dangerous, crazy world we live in, no one can protect you like the Lord can. Lord, thank you for every believer listening. Thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for your hand of grace upon us. Pour out the spirit of revival and renewal afresh upon the body of Christ. More and more stir us to be the church you'd have us to be. And Lord, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and mercy that would empower us to be warrior-minded believers who are absolutely every day praying Psalm 91, as well as putting other weapons to work fruitfully and wisely every day of our lives. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus's name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As today, we're looking at the topic, Insights on Discipleship. We'll be right back.
1: You're the one who walked on water And you calm the raging seas You command the highest mountains
0: of Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on American Family Radio today we're looking at the topic insights on discipleship and we're sharing articles each of which we would encourage you to email us to get copies of as tools to help you in your own walk with the Lord Jesus Christ but also tools to help you in the discipleship the discipleship of the members of your family. But also tools that you can forward and share with other saved and unsaved individuals, uh, co-workers, uh, fellow church members, extended family members, any and all the Lord puts it on your heart to share as well. So we're picking up, we were reading from the article entitled, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? And we're going to take time now to pray Psalm 91 specifically. Thank you, Lord, for every believer that's a part of our listening family, even now. And thank you for all the believers and individuals we've lifted up in prayer today. Thank you for your hand of grace upon each and every one of us. Father, today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today we say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, our God, and you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler's snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side, and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked. Because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high our habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us on our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot because we have set our love upon you. Therefore, you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You're with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, the title of that article, Are You Praying Psalm 91? Every single day. Our encouragement to you is that you would begin to pray it absolutely every single day. And so if you want to get a copy of the article, which does include a a copy of the prayer based on Psalm 91, the title of the article, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? Email us at joseph at We'll be glad to get it to you. Now, something I would want to say to every family listening, especially parents with children at home, Parents, I would encourage you to make it your goal to give your child encouragement and incentive to memorize Psalm 91 and to learn and tra- you train them to pray it every day as well. Because remember this, as our children are wise enough to learn to pray Psalm 91 every single day, they may, God may very well use them to one day save them and the, all the children in their school. Why, do we, why would I say that? because the fact is putting a powerful weapon like Psalm 91 to work through the life of a child who knows how to pray it and trust God for it, again, is a powerful way to put our children to work in the kingdom of God. And again, the Lord may literally use your child to help save the lives of the children that go to school with him or her. So you might want to give them, tell them, I'll give you $9.10 or just $10, but whatever incentive would help and encourage them to pray it so that they will memorize it and encourage them to begin to pray it absolutely every single day. And parents, you are wise to pray it with and over your family every single day as well. Hope that you will take the time to do that. The next article I want to share is about discipling our children. It's entitled, Redeeming the Time with Our Children. Again, Redeeming the Time with Our Children. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. See then that you walk circumspectly, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Then Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, Proverbs 22, 6. Isaiah 54, verse 13. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of of your children again Isaiah 54:13 Proverbs chapter 1 verses 8 and 9 Hear my son your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck again Proverbs 1 verses 8 and 9 then uh, excuse me Psalm Psalm 127 verse 3 children are a gift from the Lord they are a reward from him. Again, Psalm one twenty seven, verse three. Then Matthew chapter nineteen, verse fourteen, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Again, Matthew nineteen, fourteen. Let the children come to me, Christ said in Matthew nineteen, verse fourteen. Our Lord Jesus took time with children and blessed them in his earthly ministry. And we are wise to be sure and do the same. Our children, once they arrive on the scene, immediately begin to grow and grow fast. They're born into this world and oh, how time flies. A few days after they're born, you blink your eyes and they're graduating from high school. Again, how time flies. We as parents have our children for a few days and then they grow up and are gone. So we are wise as parents and as ministers that work with children to make the most of our time with them. In other words, we must redeem the time. We must redeem the time. We must use the time we have with them very, very wisely. Psalm 90 verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Again, Psalm 90 verse 12. Yes, we need to redeem the time with our children, Yet a critical question is, how do we do that? What are things we can do to, quote unquote, redeem the time with our children while they're growing up in our homes and beyond? The following are a few discipleship projects or goals to pursue in the midst of discipling our children. They are tasks that can encourage spiritual growth and maturity in our children's faith. In other words, these are things we can do with our children to help us to redeem the time with them. Number one, have each of your children read three chapters from the Word of God aloud to you every single day. If you're a grandparent, you could have your grandchildren to read three chapters aloud to you daily by telephone. Or if you need to do it, that in other words, if you need to do it by phone, use use your cell phone to do that. Coming up with a way to reward them so that they'll be further motivated to read can often be a wise thing to do. Number two, Pray daily with your children. Pray the Lord's Prayer with them every day. Pray the Ten Commandments with them every day. Pray Psalm 91 with your children every single day. Reward them to memorize each of these prayers and allow them to lead them often. Uh, The prayer tool that you can get and use for that purpose and to use to teach your children is called Kingdom Prayers. And you can email us for it, joseph at afr.net. Number three, pray the prayer of Jabez and the prayer of Isaiah with your children and family every single day. Number four, assign them mission tasks daily. Some possible mission tasks you could give to your children include having them call granddad or grandma or an elderly person in the church or community where you live and read a chapter from the Bible over the phone for them. Call them and pray for them. Go to the store and give out gospel tracts, you and your children. Number five, give your child a cash incentive to read a book about a missionary. Pray daily with your children for ministries and missionaries. Number six, have each of the children memorize the Ten Commandments and recite them out loud to you by memory. Number seven, discuss the meaning of one of the Ten Commandments and talk with them about how a Christian is to live this commandment out in their lives. Number eight, have Bible quizzes with your children. Figure out a new way to give prizes for correct answers. Number nine, give your children incentives to memorize passages of Scripture and recite them to you out loud. And then finally, number 10, reward them for reading the whole book of Jonah out loud to you, or possibly the book of Ruth or the book of Mark, Philippians, etc. These are just a few ideas. You probably could quickly come up with a much longer list of other ideas. A key goal for us as parents, grandparents, Christian leaders who work with youth, etc. is to make planting the Word of God into the hearts and minds of our children a high priority. The Word of God does so much for all of us and our children. It saves us, guides us, molds us, shapes us, And we could go on and on with all the wonderful things God's Word does in our hearts and in our lives. The Word of God is Jesus. And Jesus is the Word of God. So when your child is reading the Word of God, he or she is spending time with Jesus. He or she is spending time in the presence of Jesus. And remember the Word of God, Jesus, heals all the ills of life. Let's be wise stewards of our time with our children Let's do all we can and should to introduce them to Christ and guide them to live their whole lives for him. There's no better life that that our children could live than a life lived closely and faithfully following the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's redeem the time. Again, the title of this article is Redeeming the Time with Our Children. If you'd like to get a copy, simply email us joseph at afr.net. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net, and we're encouraging you again to be sure and let us know that you'd like to get one. Lord, thank thank you again for us as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and thank you for us as a nation. Help us, Lord, as the church and as a nation to put you first. Help us, Lord, to make no graven images. Help us, Lord, to not take your name in vain. Help us, Lord, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Help us, Lord, to honor our fathers and our mothers. Help us to not murder. Help us to not commit adultery. Help us to not steal. Help us to tell the truth. Help us to not covet. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Let me remind you, the prayer tool that, we're, that we often share with with listeners who email us to get copies of and we're glad to share it with you, is entitled Kingdom Prayers. And it has a dozen or so articles that have to do with, well, it has a dozen or so prayers based on the Word of God or that emanate from the, the wisdom of God's Word. If you'd like to get a copy, again, it's, it's a prayer tool. Again, it's called Kingdom Prayers. Please email us to get it. We're glad to share it with you. And I, I've used this or a similar tool for years in pastoral ministry and shared it with individuals and congregations. And I find that sometimes there are those people that may hang on to this tool for for many, many years, and rightfully so, because again, uh, prayers based on the Word of God, of course, can be extremely productive prayers to pray. In fact, we're wise to base every prayer we pray on God's Word. That's a wise way to pray. So I would encourage you, again, Email us to get a copy of the tool, the prayer tool, Kingdom Prayers. We're glad to share it with you. Please, we hope that you will use it for your own personal walk with the Lord. Use it as a tool to help guide and teach your children how to pray. And yes, reading a prayer can be just fine, so don't let that hang you up at all. Reading a prayer word for word can be a very productive thing to do. And then, uh, but share this tool with others. Share it with fellow church members with extended family members, uh, saved and unsaved. This list does include the very first prayer is actually a salvation prayer. And so certainly it's a good tool to pass on to people that are not saved because the Holy Spirit can use it to help draw a man or woman to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the kingdom prayer tool is an excellent tool to use for your own personal walk and to share with others as well. Lord, thank you, Father, for the prayer life of each and every believer that we've prayed for today. Thank you for the prayer life of every believer listening. Thank you for each and every one of us in our prayer lives, Lord. Bless each and every one of our prayer lives, Father. Indeed, expand its territory. Cause your hand to be mighty upon it. Keep it from evil that it may not cause pain in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you, Father, for the opportunity to pray the prayer of Isaiah as well, Lord, Here we are, Lord. We're available today. Send us this day on many miracle missions in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank and praise you. And Lord, thank you, Father, for your hand of grace upon each of our lives and our church families as well. Lord, give us wisdom to be and do all that you'd have each and every one of us to be and do this day in Jesus' name. Give us the wisdom to be the the godly husband or wife or godly father or mother or the godly employer or employee that you'd have us to be. Give us guidance and wisdom to be the the godly pastors and other leaders that you've called us to be. Thank you for the opportunity to be used of you mightily in prayer and beyond. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. As today, we're looking at the topic insights on discipleship. We'll be right back. Lisa, with God speaking. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic, Insights on Discipleship. And again, if you'd like to get copies of any and all the articles we've shared today, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them with you, for you to use for you and your family, and to pass on to others as well. Again, Joseph at AFR.net. This next article is entitled Joining the Prayer Force. Again, Joining the Prayer Force. Just as a nation raises up an air force, God desires to raise up a prayer force in his kingdom and church. Every believer is called to be a person of prayer. Prayer is a weapon, a gift, and a privilege every believer has been given by our generous and almighty Heavenly Father. We are commanded in Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 and 8, to ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Again, Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8. The Word of God also tells us pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. While Mark eleven seventeen tells us, then Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have made it a den of thieves. Clearly, these and other passages in the Word of God point out that prayer is to be a very high priority for the people of God. We're called to live lives given to prayer. In view of the fact that most all of us have had some great and awesome answers to prayer, Why don't we pray more? Why are we not more committed to giving much more time and devotion to prayer in our lives as believers? One of the key reasons is that there is an ongoing battle by the kingdom of darkness against the prayer force of God. It's deliberate, strategic, and intense every day. Of all the things that the devil and his demonic hosts come against, prayer is a priority for them to come against. Why? Because faithful prayer on the part of the church is one of the most dangerous and effective weapons against the devil and the armies of darkness. And when faithfully carried out, prayer shuts down the work of the kingdom of darkness. It tears down walls, strongholds, and fortresses daily as God's people faithfully and diligently pray for the work of the kingdom of God. So, from a strategy standpoint, stopping prayer is a top priority of the kingdom of darkness. What should be our response to this reality? One response is to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5:17. Ask God to help you with this by praying daily for your own prayer life. I would even I would encourage every believer to pray the prayer of Jabez daily. Also, pray daily that the Lord would anoint you with the spirit of prayer, which is the Holy Spirit. So many important things will be done in the kingdom of God as God's people spend time in prayer as we should. Clearly, we must pray for ourselves and our families, yet our prayer time needs to go far beyond our own immediate needs. We should pray for the priorities of the kingdom of God, like praying for our leaders in both government and the church. We should make it a priority to to pray that the Lord would send forth laborers into his harvest. So many other people and issues locally, nationally, and even globally are crying out to the faithful for prayer. Let's all get serious about doing the critical work of praying without ceasing. Our goal is not simply to believe in the power of prayer. Our goal is to believe in the God who answers, who hears and answers prayer. We are to put our faith and trust in our Heavenly Father, who has called us to pray. Without question, many of the challenges and problems that we face in our nation and in our world can only be addressed and fixed by God. Be mindful of this truth. When we work, we work. When we pray, God works. Author unknown. Another perspective is the way John Wesley put it. God does nothing but in answer to prayer. Let's all faithfully and passionately join the prayer force of the kingdom of God. You are greatly needed. Again, the title uh, of the article that's connected to this one, King, the article Kingdom Prayers, is available. If you'd like to get a copy of the Kingdom Prayers article, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. So if you want to get a copy of this article, joining the prayer force, email us, joseph at afr.net. And... The final article we want to share today is entitled, Courageous Servants, Cowards, and the Church. Again, Courageous Servants, Cowards, and the Church. In In a short, very interesting, and powerful story from Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 to 22, we see two young women with a dilemma who turn it into an opportunity to glorify God and His creation. This is Exodus 1, 15 to 21. Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives, Shipra and Pua. When you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. But because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives. Why have you done this? he demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, the midwives replied. They are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. So God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. Again, Exodus 1, 15 to 21. Picture them, Shipra and Pua, two ordinary women who had the job of being midwives. Their job was helping pregnant mothers during the delivery and birthing of their babies. Then, one eventful day, Pharaoh gives them a strong, very clear order. He directs them to deliberately kill all the Hebrew baby boys when they are born. It does not seem that he gave them any reasons for, why they were to do it, he simply commanded them to do this. The word of God tells us very clearly, but because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too, Exodus 1.17. Well, in time, the Pharaoh realizes that the baby boys were not dying. So he calls in the two two Hebrew midwives and confronts them asking why they were allowing the baby boys to live. Shippah and Pua gave this response. The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time, Exodus 119. Well, what did the pharaoh know about birthing babies? He probably knew little little to nothing about the world and business of delivering babies. So God, in his sovereignty, gave Shippah and Pua grace and wisdom enough to outsmart the great pharaoh. So he ended up having to change his whole strategy in getting rid of the Hebrew baby boys by declaring them to be cast into the Nile, into the Nile River Exodus 122 these two courageous women stand as outstanding role models of bravery of bravery for people who follow the Lord for all time even in a time of crisis they courageously stood against the orders of the man who by the world's thinking may have been considered the most powerful man in the world at that time. The great king of Egypt, Pharaoh, gave an order, and they deliberately disobeyed that order. Why? Because the midwives feared God, Exodus one seventeen. They stood up for what was right without knowing what the outcome would be. Again, they stood up for what was right without knowing what the outcome would be. That's Courage. They chose to honor God more than a human ruler. They put the will of God before the will of men. That is boldly standing for God, his will, and his word. Shipra and Pua here in this story teach by example how to stand up for what is right. They're showing us boldly that it is right to stand up for right and stand against wrong. They feared God and knew in their hearts that killing innocent babies was wrong. They didn't even have the Ten Commandments as of yet. Moses around this time was just a baby boy that is born early in the book of Exodus. Pastors, ministers, and believers in the body of Christ today can learn some very powerful lessons from Shipra and Pua. We in the church today stand as ambassadors for the kingdom of God, and we are guided and counseled by God's word. Joshua 1, verses 6 and 7 tells us, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them, Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Again, Joshua 1, 6 and 7. Today, governments and governmental leaders sadly have told us that it's right to kill babies in the womb. The government tragically protects and promotes abortion. They tell us that it's a woman's right to choose and that women have reproductive rights. God is looking for shippers and puas today. He's looking for people who fear him. God is looking for believers who obey his word. God is looking for believers who know what his word clearly says about first seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See Matthew 6, and not murdering. See Exodus twenty thirteen. God is looking for believers who will courageously stand up and be counted to stand up for his word and for his babies. But what does it mean to stand up for God and to stand up for his children? Well, it can mean many things. One of the things it can mean, number one, pray daily for the spirit of boldness for believers so we will courageously follow the Lord. Be disciples and faithfully make disciples. Pray for the ending of abortion in our nation and in our world. And number two, pray much for the ministries on the front lines of spreading the gospel and standing for life. For time reasons, we'll end there. But again, the title of that article, courageous servants, cowards, and the church. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never asked Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, you've never fully given your life to the Lord and you desire to be saved today, would you, from your heart, pray this prayer with me and commit your heart and life to the Lord? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer and committed your life to the Lord, we very much are hoping to connect and be in communication with you. Simply email us, same email that we mentioned earlier, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. Email us so that we can share with you some literature and resources that are for discipleship, tools that can help you to grow up and grow strong in your new walk and commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope to hear from you. Again, joseph at AFR.net. Net. We hope to hear again from you soon. Also, if you're wanting to get copies of any of the articles that we mentioned earlier, uh, the titles include, number one, Are You Praying Psalm 91 Every Day? The second article, Redeeming the Time with Our Children. The third article, Joining the Prayer Force. And the final article, Courageous Servants, Cowards, and the Church. If you'd like to get one or all the copies, simply email us again, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.